Hello and welcome back to the Smartest Real Estate Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus. And I'm Jaquita. And in this one, we have a really special guest. We're on the subject of property management this time. And we also have a very interesting story, very wild and crazy story that you guys know and love. Um, but first, we want to introduce our guest, Ayana Calvin, to the podcast. Hi, guys. How are you? Hey, doing good. Good, doing good. good How to, are you? Good to finally good, have you on. Good. So we got a little bit of a backstory. So Ayana comes from one of our uh, real estate meetups that we had. Yeah. Uh, we met about couple, two months ago. Yeah, a couple months ago at the meetup. She didn't realize that it was recurring. And then she popped up again. It was like, hey, <laughs> yeah. where you been? Yeah. Uh, and then she gave us like this really great story of how she, I'm going to put in air quotes, how she bet on herself, you know. Um, went full time uh, in consulting and property management, and she's here today to kind of give us a background on what she does, um, and then tell us this wild and crazy story that she has. And then, like I always, want to end with some lessons learned from that story and how property management is pretty dang vital uh, to multifamily <laughs> investors. So, uh, first off, like, so how did you get into real estate, uh, more specifically property management? Um, I was forced to. So, oh. <laughs> um, as a senior in high school, um, I was an athlete. I decided to quit. I didn't want to be an athlete anymore. And now that I was like 18 and can make my own decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, my family pretty much told me, you got to figure it out. Like, and I knew I didn't want to go to school really. I didn't really know what I was going to do. And so I actually had an aunt who said, you know what, you would be great in property management. I'm like, what is that? Um, <laughs> what is she told that? me she did it. Yeah, what is that? I didn't know. Um, I always I knew what a real estate agent was, but I didn't know what, what property management was. Yeah. Gotcha. So actually back up just a little bit, they told me, you know, you should go to school and get your real estate license. Mm-hmm. I enrolled um, like my first two months there. I hated it. It was boring. Mm. I'm more of a hands-on person. Yeah. And so that's when my, yeah. So that's (laughs) when my aunt said, you know what, you should try um, property management. And so she told me about it and I was like, you know what, let me try. I'm more of like an action person. I don't think things through. I just do it. So (laughs) um, I did it. I like called, I was just calling around. This was in like 2015. So I was calling around um, apartment complexes and I found one right across the street from my college where I was going to school. Um, they were looking for a um, leasing agent at the time. So I was, they were like, can you come in today to come interview? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> so I went in to go interview, got the job right on the spot. And that's how I started. Wow. My that, was meant to be. Yeah, that must have been <laughs> yes. one heck of an interview. <laughs> Knocked their I socks think off. So. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't know terminologies or anything. You know, it just. They told me I had to get the scab. I have that face, mm-hmm. smiley face, bubbly for um, for leasing. So that's how I started, and I climbed the ladder really, really quickly. I became a manager, um, an assistant manager, in less than a year, and just nice climbed the ladder. Nice. <laughs> All right, so that's nice. how you got into it. So where are you yeah. now? Because yeah. you you kind of dropped some things on us, and we are unbelievably yeah. proud of the progress that you made. So tell us a little bit more about that. So I now work for myself. Um, I launched um, Calvin Consulting and Real Estate Advisors um, back in 2021. Um, that came about when I climbed the ladder super, super quickly. And I said, you know what? 
why did I climb the ladder super, super quickly? Um, what did these investors and these property management companies see in myself? And I just, I reflected on it a little bit. And it was at one point, I was actually, these owners and investors were fighting over where to put me. And so I noticed that they would put me into struggling assets. I would overturn them, get them where they needed to be, and they'll move me to another place. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. I was making these salaries, and I at one point when I got into a property manager's position, I saw the spread. I saw the numbers. I saw what they were bringing in and what they were paying me, and the math wasn't massing. <laughs> Not for you, and that's, it wasn't nothing for me. Right. So that's when I decided to bet on myself, and I did, and it has been the best decision ever. Awesome. And now um, – I am um, managing and advising right now. My biggest portfolio is, well, my portfolio is about $50 million um, in asset portfolios that I'm helping out right now. So. Nice. That is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we loved his stories of, like, people betting on themselves and Taking coming from the mm-hmm. corporate world and realizing that yes. they can do this on their own for sure. Um, yes. And it's so yes. crazy that um, your aunt saw that in you and you yeah. had, from something yes. you had never even heard of or knew where it, what it no. was. So that is amazing no. to have those kind of people pour into you and see those things. Yep. Yes. And you take it for what it is and you just – you. Like you said, you've yeah. done amazing things with it, so that's great. And let me just defend the realtors here. Um, okay. I am a person that just goes for it as well. And let me say, I did not yeah. necessarily enjoy real estate school either. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. I hated it. But it's much more interesting once you get into the field. Mm-hmm. I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do it because I, I know I have to get past the school, and it's just too slow for me. Yep. So, And that is not – I didn't – I thrived in the leasing, but I did it. Like, I, I don't want to sell you. I want to let me look at your spreadsheets. Let me look at your portfolios. Let me come in and see the problem. Yeah. And that is where I thrive. I'm a problem solver. So yes, yes. Um, that's what I did. And I did it for, before I started actually getting paid clients, I started doing it for my family. I have um, my uncle and aunt and some cousins that actually have some real estate um, portfolios. And I started doing it for them. And I saw that how I was being successful there. And then that's why I was like, oh, I got to start charging people. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was nice. Definitely. It was pretty Taking cool of your passion. family to yeah. let you in like that. That's that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. And taking your passion family and getting paid for it. I mean, love it. Yes. Love it. All right. So, yeah. so now that we got your, your backstory, how you got started, and now where you, where you are now, we would mm-hmm. love, love, love. <laughs> To get into your crazy real estate story, I know you have a few of them, and if you'd like to share more than one, that we're we would gratefully hear. It. But let's get yeah, into, like one of your craziest ones. My craziest one would have to be at my Section Eight property. Um, so Section Eight is essentially just government funded um, apartment complexes, and um, when I came in. It is, it's a lower income tax credit property. When I came in and to assess the problem of this asset, I realized that um, it wasn't the structure in place. It wasn't the operational structures in place. It wasn't strong management there. And it kind of was just left. No, and no one knew how to solve it. No one had the time. And they also didn't know how much money they had to put in to solve the problem. So 
this one incident, I was at the property, um, actually sitting one-on-one with the property manager, um, training her and, and trying to get do audits and everything. Mm-hmm. I hear this commotion. I hear a lot of commotion, but again, it's section eight. You hear commotion all day long. <laughs> and um, I had a resident come in and saying, they're fighting, they're fighting, there's blood. And so my match reaction um, I know that I was a consultant and an advisor, but I still looked at my leasing team as I was over them. I just felt like I had to protect them. So mm-hmm. I had them stay in the office. They'll stay in the office, lock yourself in the office. I called my maintenance supervisor at the time. I told him to meet me outside. Mm-hmm. So um, I lost the men, went outside. And as I was walking to where the incident was happening, I see a trail of blood. And so I'm like praying, like, Lord, please. Do not let me walk in on someone like what's going on. Yeah. And so I'm actually at an asset property right now. So if you hear people, <laughs> I'm at one of my properties <laughs> You're now. Fine. You're fine. So, um, so I'm going to the trail and I see this one. I'm just praying to God that everything's okay. And as I walk up, I see these, this man, his half of his face is sliced oh, completely wow. like in his hand. Oh my God. And, um, he's the guy out and the guy inside the car has the weapon in his hand and he's just upset. Like I told him, I told him he shouldn't be doing this, blah, 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 blah. And I'm telling him. And so the guy gets out of the car and starts to approach me and I told him to stop because I don't know where his mind is. I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on. So I'm like, stop, 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 stop. He's like, you're mad at me. I didn't mean to do it. I'm like, but I just need you to stop and drop your weapon. So I have my maintenance guy call the ambulance and this guy says that he took my parking. He's still, his face is like almost on the floor. He took my parking spot. He took my parking spot. And this, and that, the other. So as everyone calmed down and the ambulance is kind of there getting this guy under control, I'm trying to get the story for the incident report to send to whoever I need to be. And the gentleman actually, I asked him, why did you stab this man? Why did you slice his face up? He said, I sliced his face up because I saw that the gentleman went down and was acting like he was going to pick something up and he feared for his life. And he thought whatever he was motioning to pick up, he thought that it was going to be either him or him. And so all because, and after I did my investigation, come to find out that it was the property's fault. They assigned the same exact um, parking spot to the same residence. They both were paying for it. And it was a conflict, like it was just a conflict and it was on out that, that stabbing, all of that, if somebody would have died, it would have been because of the property management company. And so um, after everything got settled and got done and I had a meeting with the owners, investors, everyone, even on site. And I said, this is why process and procedures are important. This is why you should have someone that knows what they're doing here, have a great software. Audits are very important. I make um, all my um, assets big and small. We do monthly audits and we do weekly owner's calls. Yeah. yeah. Um, some, some may think it's extensive, but I always think about that incident that if we did the proper audits, if we had owner's calls, if we knew what was going on with our properties, we could actually prevent you know, someone losing their life. Right. Um, and so that 
that was the most craziest. Um, but of course, I have some where we found. Like I told you, told you guys at the meetup, I found dead people in apartments oh, all the time. You know, not all the time. Murders. All the time. I mean, because I, I actually um, managed at one point. I was at a senior living, so that's where death happens gotcha. all the time. Yeah. So, um, and then working as, as long as I have, and you know, managing different assets. You're, you're, these are people's lives. So, yeah. you're actually once you take on this asset, being an investor or a management company, you're actually inheriting these people's lives, yeah. each and every yeah. one of them. So. That's something that you need to think about going into real estate investments, whether it's long-term, mid-term, or short-term. Mm-hmm. You're going to inherit people's lives, yeah. whether you like it or not. Right. For sure, for so. sure. Yeah, so, so since that was on the apartments, like, did the guy that got stabbed, or even the one that done the stabbing, did they, like, come back for the apartments in any kind of way? Or um, did, they, did they just, like... No, <laughs> they did not. They did not okay. simply because um, there were two factors that we had in place. So luckily, and so these two gentlemen, luckily they had their leases, proper leases. Everything was updated for them. Mm-hmm. But um, in their lease contract, it states that um, they, they pretty much broke their lease contract. So oh. um, unfortunately, oh. and they were on housing in Section 8. So we had to remove both of them. Oh, so they lost their housing no. voucher. Yeah. Um, and we had to evict them. Now, um, if we didn't know, I when I was at that property, I found that we had some leases that were expired two years. So people were there two years without not even a, um, a proper lease in place. Wow. Wow. Some um, off actually, and they also, we didn't sign our part. Some of them, they didn't sign their leases. So we had people that didn't even have signed leases. So if they wanted to leave today, they could have and not suffer any consequences. Goodness. Wow. I would think like the government back uh, apartment complexes and everything would have more, more yeah. systems in place. So it's crazy that you even um, have to come in and help like these, uh, mm-hmm. these type of uh, apartments or, you know, um, multifamily. Yeah. Um, so, I'm yeah. Not- and, and they do, they do, but just like anything um, with, I'm not trying to, Mm-hmm. get the government on our backs but um things can slip through the cracks you know oh, there's yeah. a source yeah. of a lot of things so um that's why of course i offer that those services to hey let me come in let me do due diligence inspections um curb appeal inspections all those things because i hate to throw property managers under the bus but some in, some um investors need to check their property managers yeah. because they can face the phone yeah. for a long time well, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm wondering, so like the government backed programs, I would just, it's just me thinking here, I would think that their checks and balances are to protect the program, not your property though, right? Like, unless I'm like way off on, on that. So, yes and no. And like I said, it's been six years since I've been on a section eight property. Oh, okay. So, yeah, gotcha. I'm, so. But at the time, so how it normally goes is, of course, for Section 8 and income-based departments, of course, when you do your research, which is just a renewal, Mm -hmm. um, those things should be in check. And they also do inspections um, when the research time is up to make sure that not only we're in compliance, but also making sure that the resident is in in compliance as well. But again, during that time, it's been a few years, it could have slipped through the cracks, you know, but when I got there, it was just... Um, when I say a mess, yeah. a, a mess. 
And I was right. super surprised. Yeah. So I, I actually grew up in, um, in section eight um, housing mm-hmm. and I can still remember like inspection days. Like mm-hmm. we used to have it like, like once that, a year, I believe. 24 hour notice that you yes. get. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I think they would give us a little bit more of a notice, maybe like a weekend. Yeah. Like we would just go on this cleaning spree and just clean out everything. Yeah. Just making sure, yeah. making sure everything was good once they come in, because we already knew if it wasn't, it was a chance that we can get kicked out and my mm-hmm. mom just couldn't afford to live anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I do, um, I am a huge proponent for like, you know, those kind of places for people to live as long as that, like you said, it's a safe place and they're mm-hmm. in compliance. Right. So I feel like right. people like you are definitely needed, especially for places mm-hmm. like that or, you know, um, yeah. the, like at least like the class C communities uh, to help them bring them up to compliance mm-hmm. and, you know, make it better for residents because everyone needs a safe place somewhere that's going to be up to compliance because, um, not only for the owners, but also for the residents. Right. Um, because Absolutely. can you imagine if those people would have come back on the owners? Mm-hmm. I mean, you said mm-hmm. you saved them. I mean, I'm sure mm-hmm. it could have been millions of dollars. Who knows? Yeah. So, yes. yeah. Um, I've also been in, I'm in a lot of investors, you know, they get into, of course, right now, especially more than anything, real estate is the place to go. It's always been the place to be, but mm-hmm. with social media, you know, pushing it more and more, everyone is getting into real estate, whether it's short-term, long-term, or mid-term investments, and they're not understanding the certain laws that are in place. And yeah. so I am not a lawyer whatsoever. I will tell everyone to still seek um, professionals as far as lawyers, real estate lawyers at that, but a lot of investors, they violate their housing they it, it's it's so crazy when I come into these properties and that's on a bigger scale, but I also work with, you know, residential investors that, you know, yeah. some of their listings may, you know, be a violation of their housing. And I'm like, you can't do that. Yeah. Or they feel like they can hold out. They can not do a work order simply because this person didn't pay their rent. And I'm like, you can't do that. These things right. are all in violation. Yeah. And so bringing me in as well, just helping them making sure that they're in compliance, mm-hmm. um, depending on the state that they're in as well, of how they should be following and running, operating and managing their, their real estate investment. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's um, that sounds pretty dang vital. Yeah, because I mean, like you said, <laughs> so many people are getting into it and without mm-hmm. the proper training yeah. and without the proper mm-hmm. knowledge, so you would be like a subject matter expert in yeah. that area. And yeah. so, yes. guys, it's, yeah. it's more than just a profit and loss. Um, spreadsheet that that we're talking about yeah. here uh yeah. yeah because without someone like ayana your loss would definitely yeah. be more <laughs> that's crazy. yeah yeah face yeah. stabbing yeah. over a parking spot yeah a parking spot a just park- a park and it's, yeah. i believe at the time the parking spot was like 15 dollars 15 dollar parking spot and the crazy thing is now that i remember there was a parking spot right next to the oh, parking spot, so, wow. so you know, it was just yeah. You yeah. know, when pride gets involved, yeah, like, I, sounds, I paid yeah. for this. The, I paid you yeah, park next. It's the the, the, the principal. It's the principal. Wow. Yeah, it's the principal. You know, yeah. I mean, if the guy would have died, he could have gotten you know a whole lot of time yeah. in jail. I mean, it just it would have been crazy. Yeah. it would have been crazy. Yeah. It would have been. Yeah. So it's been crazy. So yeah, I know we. we <laughs> We talked about uh, the different uh, takeaways, but let's just, if you could just kind of sum up like some of the takeaways from that experience and some of the things um, you like, apply that, to. Yeah, in the future, like just for, you know, for the audience's sake, so they can 
hear yeah. this crazy story, but also learn from your experience on maybe what they should, should not do. Uh, and what why sh- they should hire someone like you. Exactly. For, <laughs> for yeah, exactly. their multifamily residence. So, yeah. So um, pretty much this situation um, goes coexisting what Calvin Consulting and Real Estate Advisors are for. So pretty much we specialize in um, advising and consulting the short-term, long-term, and mid-term investors successfully operate and manage their real estate portfolio. And so by offering due diligence, property inspections, property analysis, management, and more. So all these things could have been prevented if the management company or the investors had all these things in place. They didn't have due diligence. They didn't have property inspections. They did not have audits um, on their files, which caused something like this to happen. Um, so, and, and it's a lot, some people may not even know where to start. How do I do a property inspection? What to mm-hmm. look for in a property inspection? How do I do, um, a file audit or just an office audit or inventory audit? How do I do these things? So yeah. bringing, um, a specialist on like myself, you can come in, even if you have one, um, one investment to the biggest I've worked with as far as 406 units at one time. So, um, Wow. Yeah, I can handle a yeah. lot. <laughs> so impressive. I do have a team. So yes, I do have a team. I do have an assistant that helps me as well. But um, big or small, we're here to help. So you will not run into these issues. I've been involved in lawsuits as well. Um, companies under fire, they need someone to come in and clean up so that when we go to court, they can say, you know, we've done a lot better, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So just preventing these issues from happening, losing your investment, losing money. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just, just hire a consultant and real estate advisor. I do actually right now for all of your listeners, I can offer a 15 minute, um, just a complimentary um, call just to see how I can help, what I can advise um, yes. just for 15 minutes. And if they like it, we can go ahead and, and set up uh, further services. Awesome. So with that, I do. So I have a question about that. So we get listeners from all over the place. So you, is it only local, or do you do in other areas? Or no, I do also have an investor that I'm working with in Colorado. So um, I will fly out as needed because you know he has a, a lot of properties. So I'll fly out mm-hmm. as needed, but we do have virtual calls as well. Gotcha. So um, if you need me to fly out to do the property inspections, purpose inspections, due diligence, I am. I can do that, mm-hmm. but I also offer virtual services. So nice. anything can be done anywhere across the world. So, awesome. <laughs> man, COVID has taught us a lot. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Efficiency, man. Yes, efficiency. Yes. So oh, I can go anywhere virtually or I can fly anywhere. So, Amazing, amazing. Well, I always like to tell my young people, especially that come on the podcast, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. So proud of what you've done in such a short period of time, for sure, for sure. I feel Um, honored when we are able to see, like, the process. I feel like I'm a part of it just by witnessing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You guys are. You guys are part of the process. And I thank you for even giving me another media outlet. Um, sure. because you know, sure. as you're starting a company, things can be super, super expensive. And yeah. so oh, yeah. networking oh, yeah. is yeah. where I am. So oh, yeah. I want to thank you guys for having this platform for people like me to get on. So oh, yeah. I want to thank you. Like said, based you're on your welcome. story, this, this, it's wildly important and that this platform is needed to, uh, yeah. from, 
furthering your career, but also in mm-hmm. educating people yeah, on yeah. the on risk being, and you know, on being proactive instead right. of reactive and investing. Because yeah, so yeah. again, the crazy story you definitely don't want to be reactive to something like that. Like yeah, that exactly. could cost yeah. you, could cost you. So for yeah. sure. So especially <laughs> for the fifteen minute consultation, we would love to put mm-hmm. your contact information in the show notes. Mm-hmm. That way, anyone that wants to reach out to you can, whether they be in Houston, we're all based in Houston, guys. Mm-hmm. But um, as Ayana can say that she said she can operate anywhere virtually so reach mm-hmm. out to her be proactive in your business not reactive uh you definitely want to get someone like her involved in the front end certainly that way she can mm-hmm. educate you and she can put those systems in place that way you can avoid things like um th- things that can cost you more money in the long run with right. your investments for sure absolutely yeah, and right. i can also find ways for you to make more money i know that was something we were talking oh, yeah. about those small little things so yes I can go on and on. I'm not going to waste you guys' time. No, but. no, you're not wasting my time. But yes, I remember talking about that at the meetup. You put a lot of systems in place for a lot of your, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the multi-family communities that you work for mm-hmm. that allows them mm-hmm. to make even more money. So yes, mm-hmm. I I love it. I love it. I love it. So, yes, yeah. Yeah. that can be a whole other segment: how to make more money with your real estate portfolio. Yeah. <laughs> So for people to get, you know, more of an idea of you, we always like to ask people, like, what are they into? You know, like, what are your hobbies? Like, so when you're not managing properties, like, what are you into? If I'm not managing properties for other people, I'm helping out in the family business. <laughs> <laughs> so you're business, business. So, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, well, I know we we do that from time to time too. Yeah. Sometimes you just can't turn it off. It's yeah. just it's innate. Like it's yeah. just a part of who you are. Yeah. So and, we totally yeah. get that. Yeah, and even one of our favorite pastimes that we don't have anything to do. One of our favorite pastimes is going to look at luxury open houses. Yep. Our, our girls like, well, in a yep. minute we're sitting around the house yep. on this a sun and it's a Sunday. Hey, let's go to brunch and then afterwards let's go to some open houses. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we certainly yes. get it. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. I can't turn it off. Like I just like I'm like, gosh, I did but I'm just I'm really ambitious right now. I'm still young, no kids, so just nice. trying to get it all done while I can before I have to build this family of mine. Yeah. <laughs> yes, get after it. Get yeah. after it for sure. <laughs> so last quick so how can people get in contact with you? You on like Instagram, Facebook, TikTok? Yes, yeah, so I am on Instagram, um, Calvin Consulting Co. I'll send that over to you guys. Um, you can contact me via phone, email. I'll give you guys all that information. But the, the quickest way to find me is on Instagram. Okay. Gotcha. Got it. Got mm-hmm. it. And again, we will add it to the show notes for anyone that's interested okay. in Ayana's services. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds awesome. Again, we appreciate you. So, yes. guys, that's Thank it for this you. one. Thank you. We'll see you. Thank in the next you, guys. Time. I appreciate it. <laughs> Peace. Peace. <laughs>